Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me on this wellness podcast, Evidence-Based Medicine. Today I'm uh, with Dr. Alan Safdie, world-famous gastroenterologist and lecturer at medical schools, U.S. medical schools on nutrition. Alan, uh, let's talk about organics today, organic food. Is it worth spending the extra money? Sometimes it's, it's two or three times more expensive for organic foods. Uh, what do you think? Well, let's put cost in perspective. Uh, If you get sick, you're going to spend a lot more money than you would ever spend on whether it's organic or conventionally grown. So, you know, in regards to organic farming, um, you know, certain things, especially for the livestock sector, whether it's meat, milk, eggs, um, there's definitely tremendous benefits, not just to the humans who consume these products, but to the animal welfare in and of itself. Um, Animal products can't be really labeled organic if the animals were fed or treated with antibiotics, which is good for slowing the emergence of these resistant bacterial strains that are dangerous to all us humans. Um, You know, so in regards to milk, absolutely. Um, You know, organic foods in and of themselves um, you know, it's a regular feature in almost any supermarket you go to, um, whether it's a uh, Whole Foods or your local store, you're going to find organic versus conventionally grown apples and other things. Um, and they're all going to look kind of firm and shiny. Um, and they're all going to have fiber, but you know, what is some of the benefits of organic farming is organic farms, you know, are set up and designed to meet certain goals. Uh, so what, what are they? Let's talk about pollution. They reduce pollution. The soil quality is better um, because depending upon what they're using, um, they have healthy livestock habitats. As I said before, they enad- enable natural livestock behavior, meaning a cow also that's eating grass, which they're supposed to be. Cows are not supposed to be eating corn feed. Uh, You never saw an old Western movie where cows were wandering in a cornfield eating corn. They eat grass, they eat hay. Um, And the most important, they self-sustaining cycle of resources on a farm. So what do they do? Um, You know, materials are practiced, you know, they're not permitted. Certain things are not permitted in organic farming. They can't use synthetic fertilizers. Uh, They can't use sewage sludge as a fertilizer. Um, they can't use irradiation to preserve food or eliminate disease or pests. They can't use antibiotics or growth hormones for livestock, which is really important in our milk products. Um, you know, organic farming is quite different. Um, you know, so, they uh, so for certainly for meat, you would, uh, choose, uh, organic and milk. What are some other products that you do need organic and you don't need organic? Well, milk, you know, let's spend a second on that. Milk, absolutely. You know, where is all these hormones concentrated in the excretion of milk and these antibiotics and things? So um, what are we drinking? We're excreting breast, you know, excreted breast milk. Um, So milk, you know, if I had only one thing I could buy as organic and I couldn't afford anything else, you know, I would have milk by free range cows. Um, so they, they ate more grass, so there's more omega-3s and things in there. So, you know, 
this organic farming, you know, the use is plant rotation to preserve soil quality and, you know, mulch to control weeds rather than a lot of chemicals. And then they can use pesticides, but they have to be natural pesticides um, and really only using those as the last resort. So, you know, the Dirty Dozen just got published uh, recently, the 2022 list, the Dirty Dozen. What percentage of conventionally grown produce right, has well, detectable well, uh, pesticides? Explain to the uh, listeners, what's the Dirty Dozen? The Dirty Dozen are the 12 worst products in regards to pesticides pesticide residue. And about 70% of the conventionally grown produce in the United States of all produce had detectable pesticide residues. Uh, so if you take the top 12, and a lot of these are things I eat on a daily basis, strawberries, which I have almost every day, spinach, um, strawberries was number one, spinach was number two, kale and collard greens and mustard greens, uh, nectarines, apples, apples is always on this list. Strawberries are always on this list. Spinach is always on this list. Grapes, uh, bell and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, and tomatoes. Um, you know, th these lists don't change that much. Um, you know, th this yeah, 12 that sounds like my diet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I mean, this is a tremendous portion of one's diet. Um, you know, what things, if I went to the store, would I not feel compelled to buy um, as organic? I mean, avocado, things with thick skins. I mean, things, you know, because the pesticide's not going to penetrate in avocado. Like, like bananas and avocados? Well, avocados especially. I mean, bananas get sprayed a fair amount. But um, again, never on the dirtiest dozen list. Um you know, sweet corn, the thick skin on that, a pineapple, the thick skin on that, uh, papaya, the thick skin on that, a honeydew melon, you know, very thick skin. Um, but interestingly, even a cantaloupe on there. But if you're having a cantaloupe or papaya or any of those, please wash them before you cut them. Um, wash the skin because that knife's going to go through the skin of that and may take bacteria inside to the meat of the cantaloupe or the meat of the honeydew melon or the watermelon, which, you know, and the sweet potatoes, which tend to be on the safer realm of these things. So please wash the outside of those before you cut them. Uh, but interestingly, mushrooms, which doesn't, you know, when you think about it, doesn't surprise me that much. It ends up being on the list of some of the cleanest 15 uh, products, but you don't really need to spray mushrooms. Um, you know, aren't they usually grown in a cave anyway? And Kind of they can be grown there or they're going to be grown, you know, even if you're going out and picking them in the wild, which I do in Colorado. I mean, they're growing on a tree. Uh, yeah. On a yeah, for our, tree. for our listeners, I certainly would not recommend picking wild mushrooms. No, unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. If you, you have, have to be to a ask, world's expert. If you have to ask somebody if it's edible, don't eat it. Um, <laughs> just, it's, they're not very expensive. Um so organic foods, you know, you know, we gave you this list, you know, what are the benefits besides the healthier living conditions to the livestock? And, uh, you know, are there any nutritional benefits? Um, and there appears to be somewhat of a nutritional benefit occasionally um, in these, besides getting rid of the pesticides, which are really bad for us. Uh, you know, there are nutritional uh, benefits. And, you're, you have soil that is in better shape that it's grown in. So your phytochemicals 
may actually be higher in concentration. So the nutrients um, may show a small to moderate increase in some nutrients in organic produce. The omega-3s, of which I mentioned before, uh, the feeding requirements for organic livestock, such as, you know, these cows, um, definitely results in higher omega-3 fatty acids, which are a very important fatty acid, which is beneficial for the human that's consuming this. So there's higher omega-3 fatty acids in organic meats and dairy and eggs. And there's less of the toxic metals, things like cadmium and other things um, in the organically grown farms than there are in the conventional grown farms. And there's definitely less pesticide residue. Um, don't think because it's organic that you couldn't get bacterial food poisoning from these. Um, you know, still you have to wash your products and be very careful. You have to have adequate food safety. Um, so, you know, some of the key food points, you know, buy fruits and vegetables in season when possible. So, um, you know, so it came from a local farm, you know, read labels carefully to see where they came from and wash and scrub the fruits and vegetables thoroughly under running water. You not only want to remove the dirt, but you want to remove bacteria and any traces of chemical from overspray uh, that got onto those. I mean, blueberries aren't typically sprayed that much, the wild blueberries, but they might be sprayed from the surrounding farm. Um, and discard the outer leaves, you know, of vegetables um, can reduce contamination. So I think, you know, is it important that the dirty dozen list is an interesting list. Um, and you know, it's kind of scary that we have 70% of the um, conventionally grown produce had detectable pesticide residue um, within them. Uh, luckily, it wasn't 100%. So the ones on the dirty dozen list of the worst, you know, I tend to buy organic anyway. So All right, so organic, we... uh, let me summarize this a little bit. So organic milk is definitely worth the price. Uh, the dirty dozen, the strawberries, spinach, uh, apples, grapes, uh, tomatoes, uh, I think kale, the main list. Collard, kale, collard greens, um, you know, and if you can't, one of the questions people ask me, say, I cannot afford organic. Okay. Um, would I rather you have conventionally grown produce um, or avoid produce altogether if you can't afford it organic? Yes, I'd rather you have conventionally grown produce. But wash it carefully. You know, I take a, a vegetable wash to wash my apples if I couldn't get them organic because um, I want to get any residual pesticides off the surface of these. I get rid of the leaves on the outside, um, which have the most spray on them. Um, so washing is number one in regards to even the ones on the organic list. Um, but if comes down to affordability and you can't afford organic, you know, and you're buying conventional, make sure you wash it very well. Uh, a conventionally grown blueberry compared to a wild blueberry, the wild ones may have less pesticide depending upon where they were picked, but still I wash those extremely carefully. All right, Alan, that sounds like great advice. So um, blueberries or uh, sometimes uh, we find, my wife sometimes finds some wild strawberries um, those actually are pretty, uh, pretty delicious. Uh, do not, do not, let me repeat, do not eat wild mushrooms that you're, even if you're a world expert, I know 
uh, a world expert that wrote a book in uh, England, uh, ended up on dialysis and is in uh, renal failure, uh, still on dialysis after uh, getting some uh, wrong uh, mushrooms. So stay away from mushrooms, but organic if you can afford it and all foods, even if you can't afford them, wash them very carefully to try to rid them of pesticides. There's no safe, no safe dose of uh, pesticides. Alan, again, this was a, another great lecture. If, if you like our evidence-based medicine, uh, please uh, like our podcast, subscribe to it, and tell your friends about it. Alan, do you have any other comments? No, eat healthy. I mean, these fruits and vegetables are extremely important um, for every aspect of your life, uh, for your brain, for your heart, for cancer prevention. And as we get older, both you and I are getting older, Bill, um, you know, it's extremely important to be eating healthy. Uh, I wish I'd started many decades ago when I was a little kid. Um, yeah. but, you know, it's never too late. All right, Alan, a good, another great talk and uh, stay tuned. Uh, listeners, we're going to try to put out more podcasts more frequently. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Take care, Bill. Stay safe.